Voyage. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, everyone. Robert and Jack here from Seven Lamb. We're here to introduce the next episode of Fever Dreams, and that episode is called The Portal. And it's very important because Jack here That's is, right. is what? I am the main character of this one. And this is a what? A trippy sci-fi thriller? It's very sci-fi, very thriller. It's it's kind of in the same vein as, say, Tower 4 a little bit. Nice. Yeah, it's a really, really fun one. It is part of this anthology series, so it is a one-off, but it's a really good episode. You should check it out. All right, so stay tuned to listen to The, the Portal. Portal. I used to fish this hole with my little brother. You have a brother? I used to. Hey, you got one. What, what do I do? Uh, start reeling him in. Not too fast, though. We don't want to lose him. Don't let him get behind the boat. I don't want to hurt him. You won't. We'll take the hook out and throw him back. Just, Sean, he's getting behind the boat, buddy. Why is that bad? Ah, shoot. Daddy? Daddy. Still getting used to that. I've been married to his mom for a year now. Before that, I was only Justin. The line's caught around the propeller. Is that bad? It'll mess up the motor if I don't untangle it. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll just clip the line and paddle ashore. It'll take just a minute for me to get it off the shaft, then we'll be back in business. I knew Sean's mother back in high school. She was a year ahead of me. God, I had such a crush on her. I wasn't the only one, that's for sure. She broke up with her boyfriend the end of senior year. She asked me to go to prom with her as friends. Still, it was incredible. None of my friends could believe I pulled that off, and about 15 years later, the same thing happened, more or less. Fresh off her divorce, she moved back to town and I ran into her. She was looking for someone steady to help raise her son, and once again, I was there. I never saw myself having a wife and kids, and then suddenly, boom, I had a family. And every day after that, I thank God for it. Some people might not want a son like Sean. He's a bit withdrawn and doesn't always get the social cues he should be getting at 10. They used to call it Asperger's Syndrome. I don't know what they call it these days. Veronica just says that he can be a little difficult. A lot of people would have been put off by him, but I didn't mind. I felt lucky. Want to give me a hand? We just need to pull it up onto the bank. There we are. All right, just hang out for a while while I take care of this. What's that? Sean pointed up river. About an eighth of a mile away, there was a dark structure on the riverbank. My heart sank when I saw it. It's a riverboat. But it's on land. It's very old, from the 1800s. Doesn't work anymore. It looks cool. It's not. What's that big thing on the back of it? That's the paddle. It's how the boat moved up and down the river. A steam engine powers it. Was it for fishing? No, it's more like a floating casino, but that was a long time ago. 
They pulled it out of the water so it wouldn't break free and damage other boats downriver. Let's check it out! No! Sorry, it's just... I want you to stay here with me. I began to work on the outboard motor. The monofilament got wrapped pretty good around it. After ten minutes, I looked up and Sean wasn't there. Oh, shit. Sean? Sean! I could see him in the distance, walking towards the beached paddle boat. Sean! He didn't hear me, or he ignored me. Either way, I could see him climbing aboard the boat. I took off running. It was three stories tall and covered with moss and vines like the earth was claiming it. The boat's name was painted in faded letters on the hull. The Spirit of Renewal. Signs on the grass said, Keep out, and no trespassing, but Sean blew right past him. God damn it! Sean, come out here! He didn't listen, as usual. I climbed aboard. I hate this place. I remember when they pulled the boat from the water and left it here. I was a kid then. I used to go here a lot with my little brother, Robbie. It seemed like the coolest place in the world. I never wanted to see this place again, but I had to find Sean. Sean! God, for a second I could have sworn that was Robbie. You need to get out here right now. Damn it. I pulled aside some vines and started down a dark corridor. The smell of rotting wood and decaying plants made me gag. The hallway spilled out into what was once the gambling hall. The fine 19th century architecture was covered in two decades of mold. Where the hell do you go? Sean! I passed the engine room. The furnace glowed from the hot coals in its belly. Why is it on? Over here! I followed his voice to a room at the center of the boat, more like a chamber. Not much bigger than a walk-in closet and about two stories tall. Instead of four walls, there are six, and each is covered in mirrored glass. What is this? Sean saw me coming. You can't catch me! He closed the door to the chamber. The lights all around the boat brightened for a second, then... The chamber filled with light so bright it hurt my eyes. Sean! When I could see clearly again, the chamber was empty. He was gone. No. No, not again. The room started to spin and I went black. Police arrived on the scene 20 minutes later. I met them outside the boat. Detective Kent looked like he'd seen more than his fair share of tragedies. As I explained what had happened, something about him seemed familiar to me. I remember an old case. 15, 20 years ago? Two boys were playing here, and the younger brother disappeared. That was me and my brother. He looked at me sideways. I knew telling him that didn't help me any, but... I figured he'd find out eventually. Then it would look worse if I didn't say anything. You're saying the same thing happened to your boy? Yes. Do you have a good relationship with your son? He's my stepson, but yes. We're, we were, are 
very close. I know you have to ask these questions, but I would never hurt Sean. Oh, okay. Any problems between you and your wife? Hell no. We're great. I, I love my wife and Sean. He's the center of our world. Justin! Oh, baby. I'm so glad you're here. Have they found Sean yet? We're still looking, ma'am. But there's a million rooms on that boat. He must be in one of them. We searched everywhere. He's not in there. Our search team has set up a perimeter. We're checking the riverbank, the brush, and nearby streets. I'll give you two some time to yourselves. Excuse me. What were you doing here? I thought, I thought you hate this boat. I don't hate it. I'm afraid of it. What happened? I was fixing our outboard motor and Sean wandered off. How did you know he, he came on the boat? He asked me a bunch of questions about it. The first chance he got, he slipped off. I saw him from a distance climbing aboard. I followed him inside to a chamber. A, a chamber? Shaped like a hexagon, and it was all mirrors. Show me. Ma'am, you can't go in there. I want to see where my son was. I understand, but it's a crime scene now. We have your contact information, and we're doing everything we can to find him. We'll be in touch, I promise. Look, if you just turned around and Sean ran off, or if, or if you fell asleep and you swam away... I told you what happened. My son disappeared in a flash of light? Our son. I know I'm not Sean's father, but I love him as much as I love you. I would never do anything to hurt him. You're not him. making sense. I know. I know. No one believed me then. Why should they believe me now? What happened to Robbie? The same thing. Yes, but what? I told you. Flash of light. I know. It sounds nuts. You know, you saying that doesn't make it less crazy. I'll email you the post with Sean's picture I'm putting out on social media. Please do the same. That won't help. Why not? This isn't a normal disappearance. I could see it in her eyes. That connection which tied us together like an invisible rope. It was gone. She started for the bathroom. I followed her. She opened the medicine cabinet. What are you doing? Seeing if you're up on your meds. I am. I promise. I'm very careful. After my brother disappeared, no one believed my story. Instead, I was diagnosed with schizophrenia. It was bullshit, but I've been on the meds for 20 years. I'm scared of going off them. Veronica counted the pills and looked at the date on the bottle. Satisfied? Justin, if you're not going to look for Sean... I will look for Sean, just not the way you would. I can't have you around right now. Can you just... Find somewhere else to spend the night. Where? I don't know. Anywhere. Just go. By three in the morning, the police had cleared out for the night. If I had any prayer of finding Sean, I had to go back on the boat. I stepped under the yellow caution tape and climbed aboard. Whatever that flash of light was, it had to be powered by something. I found the boat's steam engine. The water tank was half full. The furnace was full of ash. I found the coal pile and filled it back up. Let's see if you still work. Pretty soon the water heated up and turned to steam. The engine room light flickered on. I made my way into the boat's gambling hall. The crystal chandelier started to glow. 
The ancient player piano started up on its own. Every light on the boat was now blazing. I went back to the chamber. I stood exactly where Sean was when the light consumed him. I shined my flashlight around the six mirrored walls. Infinite reflections blinded me for a moment, making me lightheaded. My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls. A man's face, set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. The lights went out, all over the ship. I woke to find myself at the bottom of the chamber. Did all that really happen? What's that noise? I investigated. The morning sun jabbed my eyes like daggers of light, and a man came into focus, hammering a sign that said sold into the grass next to the boat. Can you read? Of course I can. Yet, you miss the signs that state quite clearly, keep out. I just needed a place to stay for the night. The police won't appreciate you being here, nor do I. You know what happened here? Yes. Unfortunate. Did you see anyone in there? No. Who are you, anyway? As of today, the owner of this land and the boat you're trespassing on. Why would you buy this piece of junk? Where you see junk, I see history. I'm restoring this boat to its original glory. Imagine... Traveling downriver in a steamship like Mark Twain. No thanks. Then I won't offend you by asking you to leave. You wouldn't be the first. That chamber was more than just the sum of its six mirrored walls. I knew that much. But after hours on the computer at the library, I didn't have much in the way of answers. But I did dig up the address of someone who might be helpful. Larry Riker used to be a scientist with DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. They develop all the weird science that can be used by the U.S. military. It's a small agency full of geniuses and visionaries. Apparently Riker was both. A few years ago he was let go, but I couldn't figure out why. Ever since, his name had been all over all kinds of conspiracy websites. There was a good chance this guy was crazy, but he was my best shot. He lived in a houseboat in Sausalito. I'm armed to the teeth! I'm not. With his scraggly beard and coffee-stained sweatshirt, he looked like a vagrant, not some science whiz. I'm looking for Mr. Riker. Dr. Riker, numbnuts. Sorry. I moved here precisely so I don't get harassed by randos. Do I have to anchor offshore now? My name is Justin Lee. And I need help finding a boy who disappeared. Does it say lost boy service on the side of my boat? No, but if you would just then piss off. When I say he disappeared, I mean it. One minute he was there, the next he was gone. It was like, I don't know, an alien abduction. Riker glanced down the dock, left, right. There was no one in sight. Hand flapping like a hummingbird, he beckoned me onto the boat. Let's go, let's go. I made my way through stacks of old scientific journals and newspapers looking for a place to sit. A row of diplomas from top universities hung on the wall. He had more degrees than a thermometer. Here, put this on. He handed me a tinfoil hat. 
Is this really necessary? Unless you want them listening to your thoughts. Who? If you have to ask, you're already a goner. I put the damn hat on. Felt ridiculous, but I was desperate. <laughs> what? You look like an idiot. <laughs> I got up to leave. I won't waste any more of your time. Was there a blast of white light? Yes. I told him about the chamber, then took a bundle out of my backpack. I took this from the boat. I peeled away the towel to reveal that crystal piece from the chamber. A man's face surrounded by the blazing sun. Riker's face went white. May I? I handed the piece to him. His eyes started to water. You beautiful son of a bitch. You know what this is? It's the reason I'm here and not running a five billion dollar lab across the bay. I don't understand. He pulled a book off a shelf. His book. The Portal. I looked up your works, but I didn't see that one. Because it's never been published. He opened to a page with a drawing of the piece. The face surrounded by the raging fires of a sun. I knew these existed, but I could never find one, and here you come, knocking on my door. How did it end your career? My colleagues thought I was out of my tree. They laughed at me. I'm sorry. You should be. Where were you five years ago when I needed you? DARPA kicked my ass to the curb. After that, no one would hire me. Astrophysics is a big topic, but a small club. He took out a jeweler's eyepiece and examined it under a lamp. He pointed to the fine electronic circuitry embedded in the crystal. It was broken in a few places. Looks like it got fried. Who is it? The sun god. Greek? Roman? Egyptian? Whose? Riker took me above deck and pointed to the starry sky. Aliens? I prefer off-Earth inhabitants. Justin, you don't have to knock. You do live here. Still? Who's that? This is Dr. Larry Riker. PhD. Astrophysics. Interplanetary Sciences and Metaphysics. What's this all about? We need your help. You've got to be kidding me. It's about Sean. Fine. Come in already. I took out the crystal piece, the sun god, and set it on the table. What's that? A transmitter. It doesn't look like one. My aunt didn't look like my uncle, but she had bigger balls. She held the transmitter up to the light. I knew her sense of curiosity would take over. The circuits are broken. Which is why we're here. We're hoping you'd fix it. Veronica's father was an electrical engineer by trade and trained her to follow in his footsteps. When most girls were playing with dolls, she was learning how to use a soldering iron. She could fix just about anything with a circuit. I, I don't understand. What does this have to do with Sean? Remember the chamber I told you about on the boat? Where Sean was when he vanished? This was in that room. You took this off the boat? What if the police- They won't even know it's missing. Okay, fine. You say this is a transmitter. To what? Another planet. Veronica did nothing to hide her disappointment. She'd hoped that we actually had some kind of a lead. Is that where you're from? Ronnie, just hear him out. Ever heard of a portal? In sci-fi movies, there are myths. No, the one-hour orgasm is a myth. Unfortunately. Portals aren't. They've been discovered on land and in the oceans all around the world, mostly near ancient sites. 
They're described in the ancient texts of the Assyrians, Hindus, and Egyptians. Even NASA had to peel away its blinders. He gave her a report put out ten years ago about the existence of portals. We call them X-points, or electron diffusion regions. Places where the Earth's magnetic field connects to the magnetic field of the sun. Okay, let's say they're as real as you say. How do you make them work? There's the rub. We know a lot, and at the same time, we don't know shit. Especially about this. But ancient civilizations did? Why not? We think we're so goddamn smart because we can type a few search words and become experts in anything in five minutes? Believe me, the more we learn, the less we know. Ronnie, with this piece fixed, we could try to get the portal going again. If there's a chance it could help you get Sean back, wouldn't it be worth trying? I'll think about it. I know, Veronica. Pressuring her anymore would just make her mad. So I took Riker to the boat to see the chamber for himself. Lucky for us, no cops were hanging around the boat, and that guy who said he bought it wasn't there either. Jeez, I thought my boat was a dump. At least yours still floats. We reached the chamber. Oh no. The floor was covered in broken glass. All the mirrors had been shattered. Who would do this? Homeless guy. Maybe some vandals. Whoever did it screwed us. Those mirrors are essential. Can we replace them? I'm not letting some broken glass stop us. You're getting your boy back, and I'm... <sighs> he didn't say it, but I knew what this meant to him. Getting his reputation back, proving to the world that he was right all along. If he's wrong, does that make me as crazy as him? While I said about fixing things my way, Veronica was still doing things her way. I appreciate any help, really. Couldn't you just... I know, but it's my son. Yeah, I'm sorry too. Justin, I told you, just come in. Ugh. Oh, sorry. I thought you were someone else. My name is Christopher Sayers, and I heard about your son. I would like to offer my assistance. What kind of assistance? I work for a nonprofit that helps people find their missing loved ones, especially lost children. Come in. First of all, let me say how sorry I am you're going through this. I've worked with dozens of families, and it's excruciating. Have you found any of them? The children? We have a 35% recovery rate. That means 65%. The glass, as I see it, is one-third full. His eyes landed on the crystal transmitter. What do we have here? Oh, something my husband gave me. Lovely. Do you know what it does? He seems to think... <sighs> Never mind. Can we get back to my son? Riker and I came back from the hardware store with a thousand dollars worth of mirrors and got to work installing them. I gotta admit, the old coot's pretty handy. We could return this place to its original condition, but we still needed that transmitter. So later that night, I went home to see if I could convince Veronica to fix it. I'm home. Veronica? Ronnie? She wasn't where I expected to find her, hunched in front of the computer. And she wasn't in our room or taking a shower. 
and went out into the garage where she was repairing the crystal transmitter. There you are. I'm just about done. Lucky for you, I had some gold foil which I used to repair the fractures in the circuit. She touched the black and red ends of the continuity tester to it. The device lit up. There you go. You fixed it! That's great, hon! She placed the transmitter in my hands, then sighed. I could tell whatever she was going to say wasn't good. I think we should find you another place to live. Ronnie. No. I'm sorry, Justin. Until this is resolved, I I just want to be alone. And afterwards? I I can't even think that far. Try to be a little more patient. Have some faith in me. My son is out there somewhere. God knows where. Because of you. When Veronica moved back to town and we met again after all those years, she was in a bad place. She had a good job at being a single mother. She was overwhelmed and felt alone. I was a port in a storm. She knew about my history, but she was willing to overlook it. You told me your condition was under control. It was. It, it is. I fooled myself into believing that. No, you were right. Justin, you think our son was abducted by aliens. I know. I know it sounds crazy. No, it is crazy. I'm just praying that Sean ran off instead of... Instead of what? Something worse. I just can't do this anymore, Justin. I want a divorce. I love you, Ronnie. If if I'm crazy, it's crazy about you. Don't... Don't you love me? I, I don't... I don't know anymore. But I... I want to not love you. That hurt. What if I could get Sean back? How would that make you feel? How would you get him back? The portal. If Riker and I can get it working. Him? I... I read about him. He's nuttier than you. I will go through that portal wherever it takes me. I'll risk whatever happens, as long as it takes me to Sean. I returned to the spirit of renewal, expecting to hear the sound of Riker's drill. Instead, it was so quiet I could hear the mating calls of the bullfrogs on the river. As I made it into the portal chamber, I saw Riker asleep at an odd angle on the floor. Riker, it's me, wake up. But he wouldn't. I shook him and his body flopped over. Blood dripped out of his nose and mouth. His eyes were half open and lifeless. Oh, God. Unfortunate about your friend. It was that guy who said he bought the boat and the land around it. His eyes looked cold. What did you do to him? He wouldn't understand my methods, but rest assured, he felt no pain. I suppose I owe you a word of gratitude for fixing the mirrors. He reached out his hand towards me. The transmitter, please. Why should I give it to you? It's mine. Who are you, anyway? A guardian of the portal. There are several portals around the Earth. My people sent me and others to watch over them. We've been here for millennia. This one has been missing for the last century. That is, until you and your brother found it years ago. Ever since, it's been safely hidden in plain sight, until now. Why me? 
Why did this happen twice? It can't be an accident. Can it? Accidents are merely the name for unknown occurrences. Can you bring my son back? Physically, it's possible, but I cannot allow it. People in this world are a threat. If the portals became common knowledge, my world would be vulnerable to invaders from this world. The detective appeared in the doorway. His look turned sour when his eyes fixed on me. I told you to stay away. Then he saw Riker on the floor. He started to check his vitals. Don't bother. He's long gone. Who are you? Christopher Sayers, owner of this boat and the land around it. You can see the deed of sale if you'd like. Okay. I came to inspect my acquisition and came upon this. He gestured to Riker's body. Then he looked at me. And him. Dr. Riker was dead when I got here. Detective Kent took out his handcuffs. They were tight around my wrists. You have the right to remain silent. Don't. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. I have to go. You have the right to an attorney. My son, I have to get my son. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be provided for you. Do you understand the rights I have just read to you? What could I do? I understand. As he led me out of the chamber, I saw Christopher installing the transmitter. Detective Kent lifted the caution tape for me and I ducked under it. Then, like a flash out of the corner of my eye, someone came out of hiding, swinging something. I looked over at Veronica, holding a two-by-four. Ronnie? What are you doing here? Detective Kent laid at her feet, out cold. Veronica extracted the keys off his belt and freed me. After you left, I got a visit from someone claiming he wanted to help find Sean. I, I believed him at first and let him in, but then he saw that crystal piece of yours. The transmitter. He kept asking me questions about it, even when I tried to steer the conversation back to Sean. A after he left our place, I followed him here. I cuffed Detective Kent to a tree and took his gun. Wherever I was going, I didn't think this little infraction would follow me. God knows if I'd ever make it back. I took Veronica onto the spirit of renewal, made a beeline for the portal chamber. Christopher was finishing installing the transmitter. One good turn deserves another. His eyes darted from me to Veronica to our gun. Where do you think you're going? To whatever's on the other side of this. And you're gonna help me. That would be a dereliction of my entire mission. I could see the realization on Veronica's face. I wasn't just a schizo unhinged from reality. This really is a portal. Yes, darling. Try to keep up. And my son. He's... On the other side? He is. And where is that? A planet much like this one. I don't suppose you'll tell me how to activate the portal? Not on your life. Sean did it by accident. It couldn't be too complicated. Justin! Christopher lunged for our gun. I shot him. He collapsed to the floor, bleeding just like we do. We have to get him help. After I'm gone. I left her with him while I went into the engine room. My son... Is he okay? Yes. I shoveled coal into the furnace. The fire got going. The lights began to flicker. Inside the chamber. Look. The transmitter lit up. Is it working? I think so. This is the Sacramento police. Leave your weapons and come out with your hands in the air. The sun god's eyes began to glow. It's happening. Close the door and open the steam valve. Justin, I should go. Sean needs me. The 
There's no time to argue. I loved her enough to risk losing her forever. And taking the rap. I pulled her close and laid one final kiss on her. She melted into my arms and lips. It was hard to let her go. But if I didn't, neither of us would ever find Sean. Tell Sean I'm sorry. I never should have let him out of my sight. It's not your fault. It's never been your fault. I'll tell him. I love you, Justin. Over here! The sun god's face was white hot. I closed the chamber door. A flash of light consumed her as it did Sean and Robbie. Hands in the air! Prison food's better than I expected. I've been off my meds ever since coming here. I've been okay, except for worrying about Veronica. Did she ever find Sean, or is she alone on some alien world? Did we sacrifice everything for nothing? The city destroyed the spirit of renewal a year ago. How would they ever make it back? I doubt I'll see either of them again. I've been through this before with Robbie. I learned to let go, eventually. But I'm still trying. Hope is an expensive thing, especially in here. If I hope for anything, it's that Veronica and Sean are together, wherever they are. Fever Dreams, a pulp collection, is a production of Voyage Media. The series is produced by Nat Mundell, Robert Mitas, Dan Benamore, and Adam Prince, in association with Robert Lamb and Jack Austin of Seven Lamb Productions. This episode, The Portal, was directed, produced, and adapted by Adam Prince from Jeff Ogata's screenplay, The Spirit of Renewal, starring Jack Austin as Justin. Edited, sound designed, and mixed by Nick Masidi. Original music by Durlis Gonzalez. Additional cast credits can be found in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening, and subscribe now for future episodes. Hey guys, what's going on? Hope you really enjoyed The Portal. Um, look forward to next week's episode, Crimson Star. We actually had a huge hand in that one. Did a lot of writing, some voice acting. Comes out in about two weeks. Yep. Be sure to come back to feverdreamspodcast.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago. A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! He could kill himself. Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no, but yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. 
New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.